It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion. I am so glad you have joined us today, so glad you are joining us for our study, for our look into the book of Romans. And what a blessed book it is, what amazing truths await us in this book. So we are looking, starting with the wrath of God. In the first couple of days, the last couple of days, we really were looking at God's wrath just to see that Jesus himself uh, expressed the wrath of God against sin. Today, we actually get into what Romans says about wrath, why we said that these first three chapters, their theme is the wrath of God. And today, we're going to look at wrath in this way. We're going to see that God's wrath is just. God's wrath is just. Romans 1 and verse 18 is our scripture. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. It says that God's wrath is revealed against all ungodliness, all unrighteousness. That's what God's wrath is. And you know what we need to understand? When we say that God's wrath is just, God's wrath is not because he has a bad temper. God's wrath is not because he is just looking for a chance to punish us. God's wrath is not because he is a mean deity up in the sky. God's wrath comes because he is just. His wrath comes because he is loving. His wrath comes because he is good in all of his ways. And being just, God cannot turn a blind eye to sin. God cannot simply overlook sin because he is just, because he is good, because he is loving. It's so important when we talk about God's wrath that we do not imagine his anger as being similar to ours when we lose our temper. You know, most of the time when we lose our temper, our wrath is usually sinful and unjustified, whereas God's wrath is holy and pure. My anger and wrath, it's often mixed with my sinful nature and mixed with my pride. And, you know, so often it's because someone personally offended me. And, you know, so often it's not for the right reasons. But God's wrath is pure. It's just. It's altogether right. You know, God is not like a parent who has lost his temper when he reveals his wrath. I don't know, you know, the backgrounds that all of you had. I was blessed to have wonderful parents. And, uh, you know, my mom still with us. My dad, who loved the podcast, and of course he passed away just over two years ago. And But I, I, I've been blessed with wonderful parents. But, you know, some of you may have had really uh, difficult relationships with your parents. Some of you may have even grown up in abusive homes. Uh, And you picture, when you hear God's wrath, you just picture a parent losing their temper and a parent abusing you and a parent treating you wrong. That is not the picture you should have. God is not like a parent who has lost his temper, but his wrath, when he does, when it is poured out, It's performed deliberately, and only after he has given every opportunity to repent, only after we have rejected him over and over. His wrath is not a knee-jerk reaction, but rather the suitable, thought-out punishment for our crimes against him. It's the suitable punishment. It's what we deserve for our crimes 
against him. And of course, if you are a believer in Christ, if you have given him your life and you're walking with him, you don't have to live in fear of the wrath of God because Jesus took God's wrath upon himself for you. Jesus paid that price. Jesus has already paid the price, so you don't have to live in fear of the wrath of God. You do have to live in the fear of the Lord. That is for all believers. We walk in the fear of the Lord, meaning we respect him, we honor him, we realize he's not just our, you know, buddy buddy that uh, you know, like any other normal man. We realize he is separate, he is transcendent, he is different, he's altogether wonderful. So we have the fear of the Lord, but as believers, we don't live in constant fear of the wrath of God. But we do need to know that his wrath is real and his wrath is just. And even as we rejoice in our salvation, we don't just rejoice that, wow, God gave me a more awesome life. I mean, it's true. God does give us a more awesome life. It's not just that God loved me and has a wonderful plan for my life. Even though it's true, God does love me. God does have a wonderful plan for all who turn to him. But it also is God saved me from eternal judgment. God saved me from destruction. God saved me, my sin, not just somebody else's sin, not just Adam's sin, not just that person who belongs to a different political party than me, not just that one who lives a lifestyle different than mine, but my own sin. I deserved eternal wrath, eternal punishment from God. God's wrath was against me, but by the grace of God, in the mercy of God, he saved me, and now God's wrath against me is gone. I should rejoice. I should exult when I realize that God's wrath against me was just, it was real, it was present, but how amazing it is that God saved me. If all we say is, well, God has an awesome plan for you, turn to Jesus. Then it's like, well, okay, maybe I'll try it. I like the sound of that awesome plan. Cool. If it doesn't work out, I'll just go back to my old life. And it's not that big a deal either way. I have a good life now. Sure, awesome life sounds better. It's not that. That's not what salvation is. Salvation is I was doomed to die. I was doomed to eternal destruction. And Jesus saved me. Jesus saved me. And he did give me a more awesome life. He did give me joy and peace and all these blessings but he also saved me from eternal destruction. What a wonderful God we have, that his wrath is just, but he gives us a chance to turn. So going back to verse 18, the scripture we started with, it says his wrath is revealed against all ungodliness, all unrighteousness of men. It's not selective. It's not that God has some favorites who are not subject to his wrath, others who are. It is against all ungodliness, all unrighteousness, all who are not hidden in Christ, all who are not uh, in Christ, having repented, having turned to him. God's wrath is against that sin. Uh, His very nature is repulsed by sin, and sin cannot remain in his presence. So Romans 1.18, it actually is the beginning of what's called the downward spiral of sin. From Romans 1 verse 18 to verse 32, we see this downward spiral that people become more and more sinful as they reject God. And we're going to look at that spiral uh, tomorrow and then on Monday to see what happens when people turn against God, they reject him. What, what's the outworking of God's wrath on them? What does God's wrath lead them to? And what does their own sin and their own rebellious heart lead them to? It's very tragic. And that's why in our own lives we say, Lord, 
Help me to turn from sin. I turn to you. And Lord, let me be a witness to turn others as well. There is an escape from God's wrath, and we praise him for that. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.